from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey. Let's go. Wait, what? what's the next line? That was our chant at my, at my elementary school. It was like, hey, ho. JCS Gussel. You know what I think of when people say hey ho? Uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh, I think of that song called Hey Ho. Or is that Sweet Life on Deck, where it's like, hey ho, let's go. That's Sweet Life on Deck, right? What a great TV show. I didn't watch the deck. I didn't like the deck one. I liked the hotel one. I agree with that 100%. And I just saw a TikTok where. Zach and Cody were trying to get reservations at this restaurant. I think it was on the ship. And the woman was like, oh, we're able to squeeze you in, like, on Tuesday. And they were like, perfect. And she goes, of November 15th, 2023. And then Zach goes, but that's in 15 years. And it's just so crazy to me how long ago that show came out because it's 2023 now. Wait, what show was it? Sweet, Sweet Life on, of, deck. on Deck. I was saying it was Decker at the hotel. It's oh, weird because yeah. for me, like, the Deck was part of, like, the era where I was phasing out of Disney, so I didn't really watch it that much. But it was still so long ago. What was your favorite TV show in that era when you were around from 12 to 16? Oh, I wasn't watching Disney then. No, just TV show. Oh, probably Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl? I'm trying to think young as 12. I would say either Gossip Girl or Sex in the City because I started watching Sex in the City when I was in eighth grade. Oh, nar. I yeah. didn't watch that until college but i do remember that our entire like seventh grade class was obsessed with gossip girl oh yeah just come out on netflix right and our freaking principal dean hess got up on the microphone in lunch one day and was like dan is gossip girl you're lying no that was probably one of the most cruel things to ever happen to me and there's a lot of cruel things have happened to me so, why yeah. would she do that was she just it really want he. oh ooh. he likes to watch us in pain i thought you said dean s dean hess 
Oh. Yeah. Why would he do that? He's like a former football coach. I think he just liked watching us be miserable. I was about to say, did he just want everybody to stop watching it because of like a school policy and that's why he did it? Because so that's actually kind of clever. If he wants to regulate what I do in my home. (laughs) That's not. That's unconstitutional. Uh, Lemonade Mouth was banned from my middle school because it encouraged rebellion. Can I hated you believe that, movie. that? Oh, that's an amazing movie. I thought it was the corniest kid. The guy, the little rap guy. Yeah. I thought, and I also <laughs> can't stand Bridget Miller. I thought that was the corniest show or corniest movie. So that was like also past when I stopped watching Disney. I was more of a Nickelodeon person, like Victorious, mm. um, iCarly. I'm trying to think what else. Like I watched those shows more when I was around that age than Disney. I forgot about iCarly. Um, and I would do the Wen rap on here because his name is Wen, or is it Ren? It's one of the two. And I know the entire thing, but the second I start rapping it, people are going to turn off this episode. Yes. So I'm going to not do me. that. So including He's going to walk out of the room. <laughs> Solo podcast. Woo-hoo. Pulling an Emma Chamberlain. Uh, maybe that's maybe she had a co-host and then started rapping Lemonade Mouth. I can't really imagine went. having a podcast by myself because, like, who would I talk to? I... I feel like I could do it, but I really don't want to. <laughs> I just feel like it's not entertaining to only have one person because I'm going to listen to them ramble for an hour. I will say I would never personally listen to a podcast with only one person on it. I like My Favorite Murder, Gals on the Go, um, What We Said. I would never listen to a, a podcast with one person. Yeah. Unless it's, like, news-oriented, then, like, maybe. Because I prefer news podcasts to lifestyle podcasts. Politics podcasts, even still, though, are so much better when there are so many Agreed. opinions in the room, yeah. like five people talking about politics. I don't want to hear one opinion. I want to hear, like, 13. That's why I don't understand Benjamin. Shapiro's podcast like why do even conservatives why do y'all listen to him he's just sitting there talking to a wall see I dislike it for very different reasons but yes oh well because it's been true yeah well I'm saying conservatives why do you like him he just sits oh. there and talks to because conservatives like what he has to say which I still don't under- understand <laughs> that's a whole separate issue I don't understand a lot of people that's what I've come to come to realize yeah exactly I just can't believe Lemonade Mouth was banned at my school. What else? You know what? Fidget spinners? We had fidget spinners. We had silly, silly bands. bands. Um, those erasers you could take apart. Yeah. I oh. actually collected those. I had an obscene amount of those. That was probably my first obsession. I was very into silly bands and those um, earrings that looked like food. Oh, I never got those. You know, from Claire's. Yeah. Um, and 13 Reasons Why was banned from my high school as well. Uh, I had no. I read that and we had to read it in seventh grade. Ew, I did the corniest project ever where, like, I made my friends, like, hold signs, and it was, like, ugly braces. And then, like, on um, iMovie, it would, like, swirl, and it'd be, like, pretty, great teeth. And I remember my teacher, like, started crying, and she made me show it to the sixth grade class, like, as, like, a project. It was the corniest thing I've ever seen. And I remember I saw it on my Google Drive when I was cleaning it out a couple days ago. <laughs> And I was like, oh. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Your leather jacket with those. So Cindy did this project our first year of college, and we all had to pick, like, a point of social injustice to do a project on at the end of the year. And Sydney picked um, sexual assault. And so she did this leather jacket where she wrote these quotes. No, it was just, like, describe what people were wearing. Oh, their... yeah, it was that. I love that project, though. I still have all those jackets. That's a great project. Yeah. I wish I could. I, I actually really love the one, the big one jacket I did and I would wear it out but I feel like it's very jarring mm-hmm. but like talk about my favorite like artistic project I've done it's a statement I love the one I did too I did a chalkboard where I wrote it was um mine was sex education and I wrote in white what we should be learning and then I wrote in like disappearing ink what the schools teach us it might have been the opposite way around I actually think it was but I thought it was so cool, so I kept turning the lights on and off. I was like, oh, look, look. It was so good. I got such a hard A on that project. Oh, man, do you miss school at all? I'm in school. 
Do you miss undergrad at all? Um, yes, compared to what I'm doing yeah. now, for <laughs> sure. The way that, like, people keep asking me, like, how is law school different? And I can't even explain. It's like middle school, but, like, the worst middle school ever. I mean, I love law school, but, like, the style of learning and, like, everything else is just so different. Uh, That's rough because I, like, the way I look at my education personally is that it just got from worse to better. So middle school, I remember, was awful. And then high school was slightly better. College was even better than that. And then work is, like, the best, you know, just, like, the progression of what I enjoy most. That's not the case in your position, is it? No. I mean, I love law school. I love when I'm learning. It's just so much at once. Like, I'm working two jobs. I'm taking 16 credit hours. I'm in class from, like, I'm awake from, like, 5 to 2. I don't sleep. So it's definitely an interesting lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I'm always tired. And I just want to sleep all the time. But it is what it is. And I... I'm happy, I guess. What are your top three favorite things about law school? The people, the social events. I guess it's like the first time, like, I basically, well, not really, technically, because I'm, like, I'm taking black letter classes, which is like core curriculum. But I mean, just interesting things to talk about. Some person DM'd me on LinkedIn and they were like, hey, I follow you on TikTok, listen to the podcast. Do I need to go to college to go to law school? Uh huh. <laughs> Most likely. Yes. A good I mean, law like, school. Definitely. At least, yeah. Like you have to have a college yeah. degree to go to law school. Yeah. But also, that's a very simple Google search. Yeah. I mean, I'm always happy to help, but <laughs> there are other ways to exhaust other resources. Yeah. There will never be something that irks me more, and my mom does this a lot. Mom, I love you because she listens to the podcast. I love you. But what she does is she'll text me stuff that if you took one second to research it on Google instead of talking to me during my workday, you will find the answer right in front of you and more information than what I can give you. You know what I mean? She does it all the time. My mom does that too. Mom. She's like, like, what's this this song? Bada, bada, bada. (laughs) Dad does that all the time. I don't know what to tell you. Well, today's episode is really exciting um, because we, and we haven't done one of these in so long and I miss them so much. They're so fun. We're going to do an advice in public episode and I want a theme song for it, but we don't have one, nor do we have the time to make one. So Sydney has the questions on her phone. I haven't looked at them yet all day because since I had my phone stolen, I don't have inc- access to the crying incest. <laughs> Because since I got my phone stolen, I don't have access to the Crying in Public Instagram, which is where, for future reference, that's where we post all of our polls. And I'm going to take this opportunity now to say if you want to follow us on socials, we are at Crying in Public Podcast on both Instagram and TikTok, but Instagram is where we're most active. It's where we ask you guys questions, and we have built the strongest community, so follow those. And also, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, or wherever you get your specific podcasts. (laughs) Your specific. (laughs) Your particular podcast. Your particular I, I don't like saying specific in a conversation because I feel like I'm always going to say it wrong. Like oh, Pacific. Pacific versus specific. Yeah, like I know it's specific, but mm. if I'm talking like quickly. It might come off as it's Pacific. giving Pacific. <laughs> and, and if you correct me, I will get mad because you know what I meant. <laughs> so. Oh, that's another thing that irks me, speaking of pet peeves, is when somebody, is when I text someone something. And I make a very small spelling mistake. And they respond like, what? That's fully you. Like, they don't understand. That, no, no, Sarah, that's fully you. Well, that you. happened to me with my dad today. And I was like, okay. Now, I'll text you something like, what's up? But I'll actually do, like, wags up. And you literally be like, what? I'm like, Sarah, let's use context clues and every other letter in the word. 
Now, you, you used to do that a lot when I first met you, really? and it would kill me. That's so funny. Zara's so interesting. They named their Valentine's Day collection the Metaverse Valentine's Tale. Girl, put the Why? dress up on the website and keep it moving. I want to be seeing these flashing lights and people twirling and animation up. Just put the dress. Did you see the Skims line? I really, really liked it. Yeah, it's just pink. Everyone's like, oh my god, Valentine's. It's there was a lot of black pink. in there. All I saw was the pink sweatsuit everyone got on TikTok. And they're like, this is the best thing I've ever ordered. And I'm like, it's a sweatsuit. <laughs> but my skims just came in for my gala. I need to try it on. So I was like, my dress is backless. So I was trying to figure out how to find shapewear that is also backless, but also snatches the part that is not backless because <laughs> I need it. So yeah, we're going to see if it works. If it doesn't, I'm going to cry and I'm going to buy a new dress. So Another pet peeve of mine is when you show somebody two outfit options and they pick the one that you don't like because it's like you always like one more than the other and there is a reason why you're asking somebody's opinion, but deep down inside you're lying if you don't secretly hope that they pick the one that you like better. First world problems, but it's true. No, so if I ask someone for their opinion, I'm just asking you to reaffirm what I already know. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to choose what I want either way, and I'm not going to care. <laughs> but if I ask you, you need to read my mind and affirm what I'm already thinking. Or what's the point of me asking? Exactly. All right. First question. And it's so funny. I kept getting the notifications during class, and I'm like, I'm so nosy. I want to look. But I couldn't. Um, I broke up with my ex this summer, and I can't seem to get over him. Us so. too. Me too. Okay. What a coincidence. Well, Sarah and I took very different approaches yeah. to um, getting over our exes. Um, okay, so I also... That's so true. Like, the most opposite uh, approaches possible. Um, so, I also broke up with my ex. It wasn't actually summer. I think it was more spring. It was spring that bled into summer. Ooh. That shouldn't have. Reflective. It should have highly ended four springs ago. <laughs> but, um... I understand where you're coming from because I was in some situation in the sense that like I thought that I was gonna spend my life with this person and for some reason I no matter like how badly they treated me how mean they spoke to me whatever they said whatever I couldn't seem to get over that person because I wanted to hold on to some pure idea of him and I think it necessarily didn't have anything to do with him it had more so to do with me and in realizing that, that's what helped me move on because I realized that it wasn't necessarily him that I was holding on to. It was this belief that if the relationship failed, it's because I failed. It was a reflection of something wrong with me. Why wasn't I lovable enough? Why wasn't I good enough of a girlfriend, etc.? And I think in doing so, I was detracting from not only the real reasons why we broke up and the problems in our relationship, but I think more so the understanding that love and relationships aren't always supposed to or meant to last like just because you date someone doesn't mean you're going to marry them or spend life with them i think that we go through seasons of heartbreak and seasons of relationships to learn something and once i realized that i was in that relationship to learn things about myself and what i wanted from a partner what i was able to offer communication things like that i think that it was easier to get over him because i realized that that wasn't the relationship for me i didn't need to be in that situation anymore it wasn't serving me and in doing so, I was able to heal, learn things about myself so I can apply that to a future relationship. And I didn't want to jump back into anything. I didn't want to date for a while because I just wanted to be okay with being alone before I jumped back into anything else just so I knew that I was like healing in the way that I knew that I needed to heal. So I think that like taking a few months to work on myself, to think about 
the problems in our relationship and how I can kind of correct those going forward and like just realizing what I want going forward in a partner is what made me happy and like I'm still single now and I'm loving it so um that's the approach that I took and it obviously people always say like time heals all wounds and that really does apply here um I think I just woke up one day and I was like I don't really care anymore like, I'm not gonna cry I'm not upset I'm not sad I don't miss them I don't want to talk to them um I'm focusing on myself and I think once I had that realization it became so much easier so you said I woke up one day throughout the past couple episodes and I really like that because that's kind of I feel like the perfect expression for myself too but I did want to ask you because a lot of um advice I don't know videos that I see kind of explain how it's not that all of a sudden moment it's very gradual so for you was it that all of a sudden moment are you just using that as an expression or was it more of a gradual thing that led to you one day waking up and being like this is over I mean it took like five or six months but then again like I just remembered I say this all the time in episodes that like I just had to give myself grace and realize that I'm not going to just heal the next week after like he and I had broken up and like it was a long relationship and it's gonna take a long time to heal from that and I think that it's hard because people always say like you have to do the work but no one tells like what the work is like I'm not sitting there in a therapy session which I probably should have done it was more so um the work that I was doing in quotes was me crying at night and me wailing and hundred to think about like what is it that I'm so upset about and then realizing, okay, I'm upset about that because of this. How do I fix this? I fix this by doing this. Like that was kind of the quote unquote work that I was doing. And I think after like weeks and months of crying and being upset and being jealous and feeling something wrong, feeling like there was something wrong with me, I think finally after working through all of those thoughts, one day I think I just saw a picture of him with this new girlfriend and I felt nothing. And it was then that I, I didn't, I didn't like wake up and realize. I just like kind of clicked that like I don't have emotional connection to him anymore. And I was focusing more on myself than on him. I think that's kind of the aha moment that I had. It wasn't necessarily like I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm good now. It was more so like something happened and I had no reaction to it or no connection. And then you knew how gradually the reflection paid off. Yeah. I was wondering while you were talking, would you consider the – because what you're describing is extremely proactive mental work. Would you – even though there wasn't a therapist involved, which is totally fine in my opinion, would you consider that meditation in a sense? I would say more like self-therapy. I have been meditating a lot recently just because I have been so stressed mm-hmm. and I haven't had time to do like quote-unquote mental work. But um, I think it was more so me realizing like what's the alternative. Like, I can just sit here and continue to wallow and be upset or I can sit here and try and think, think through why I'm upset and what steps I can take to rectify that. And I would just say more so just spending time with myself and learning to love myself again. And through that love was the work that I was doing. That's so pleasant. I love this podcast because it really I really don't want to think about my breakup a lot, especially with my new situation. Um, and my breakup came at such a very momentous time in my life because not only was I going through that, but we moved apartments to an apartment where he's never stepped foot in, never been in. Um, I started dating somebody else, not immediately, but not very long after. Um, I started a new job. My entire life seemed to be changing along with that. Does that make sense? So it's very easy to kind of put that behind me and not think about it in terms of that's like the sole thing that happened during that time period because it wasn't. But I love this podcast so much because it forces me almost to do that reflection that I often procrastinate doing. When I broke up with my ex, 
I was very upset, but I would say I kind of missed that period of self-therapy slash self-reflection and sitting in my bed and sobbing. Obviously, the first week was hard. I experienced a pain that I have never felt even during what I thought was the hardest time in my life. Um, like freshman year of college, I went through a really hard time and I thought that was like rock bottom. And then I realized very quickly that that was not the case. So even though I did experience a very large, immense amount of pain, the reflection part never really came. So that's why I love being able to sit here and talk about that because I feel like I never really got the chance to. Um, I know my parents were very eager for me to move on because that's who they are. They're very like, all right, you know, this happened. You made a decision. And also I was the one to break up with him. So it was very almost expected of me to move on quicker than him. And... I did in a lot of ways, but there are still a lot of feelings that I have that have never been addressed, not with him, because like Sydney and I always say, you can never really get closure from the other person. Closure is only something you can find within yourself. And I just think even then, I've been lacking. So recently, over the last couple of weeks, I have been more actively um, addressing things that needed to be addressed with my breakup. Like I gave all of his clothes back and I've been having bad days and feeling okay talking about them to like my mom or my closest friends and stuff so I think in terms of leaning on people for support doing what makes you happy finding love and other things but most importantly yourself is so important because distractions can only go so far that's my main point I am one to totally procrastinate with like a lot of the deep shit and really focus on being happy instantaneously but in the long run that's not the healthiest thing to do distracting yourself at all it, that's okay in little ways rewarding yourself and like doing the thing going out doing what makes you happy hanging out with friends that's awesome but when that becomes the central focus of how you got over your breakup that's no good so I would say the only advice that I can give you is don't let yourself become distracted from your own self-healing because that is the most important part of any relationship so to you I would just inquire, like, have you done that? You know, have you spent this time actively thinking about how you're doing? And are you stalking his Instagram constantly? And are you, like, are you just, is your brain going too fast? I think I would just say take some time to settle down, think things through, and truly learn to love yourself without distracting constantly. Yeah. Three things. Ooh, so many. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I Long said list. That. It's giving, I have no brain cells left. Um, okay, three things. I'm going to remember them. Uh, what was that? <laughs> um, okay, first it. thing. I knew it. I'm not a big person on distractions just because I'm a cancer and I'm very, like, we talked about this before. I'm either 100% emotional or 0%. Like, there's like a switch. Like, you know, vampire diaries? Yes. Yeah, I was like, vampire yeah. twilight? You're talking about my man, Damon? Yeah. Damon you know Salvatore? Like, switch their emotions off? Yes. I don't think that I have that. Because, like, I will be so emotional. Like, I will be wailing off the walls one day and then I'll just be like wait I really don't care and then I'm fine and that happened to me this week and I was like Ooh, that's concerning but um <laughs> I respect not, it I'm just I'm very different as you know you know yeah like yeah. I'm not big on really drinking that much I don't really like going I mean I like going out but like I'm not really a partier um so like I will cry in the club don't try like if I'm upset and I go out I'm gonna cry I'm not like one to get distracted so like my approach which is like just what works for me mm-hmm. is that like I will sit in my room and wallow for a week but it's because I'm letting myself feel all those emotions. Because I know if I keep putting them off, they're just going to keep coming up, bubbling up months later, years later, or whatever. So I let myself really feel it. And I think that helps me get through things faster. That was prong number one. Prong number two. 
I forget. <laughs> well, well, you think I'll respond to that because I really, I think that that's the best approach, honestly. And as someone who is, I'm a Leo, by the way, if you guys forgot. That was the most Leo I have ever. so many Leos in my life. It actually kind of scares me a lot. I'm a Leo and an ESFJ, so it's triple wham. Oh, and I took that um, like extrovert introvert quiz. I'm 89% extrovert. Do you know how rare that is? Ooh, I'm Probably like a like dolphin. 12. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm INTFJ. Like every time I take it, my T and F are tied. Really? Yeah. That's it's so giving it's giving pensive cancer. Yeah. So I th- if you're a person who like f- finds trouble wallowing, um, I say force yourself to do it. Honestly, because I, that's what I wish I would have done. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Ooh, my second prong was so good. What was it? I don't know. Sarah. Okay, I know number three. I'm, uh, I'm supposed to read your mind. This is really I know. You're not doing very well right now. Oh, sorry. I'm skipping number two. I'm going to number three. But number two comes to me, I'm going to say it. Okay, number three <laughs> was that... Um, as cheesy as a lot of these sayings are, I do think that they're cheesy for a reason, or they're sayings for a reason. Like, people always say that hindsight is twenty twenty. We talk about hindsight a lot in law school, and it made me think about this earlier when I saw this question pop up on my phone, is that when people say hindsight is twenty twenty, they mean it. Like, hindsight gives you so much clarity, because when you're in the moment, things hurt so badly, and it's so easy to internalize things and be like, this is a reflection of who I am as a person. I'm a failure as a person. I'm unlovable. I'm unlikable. Something's wrong with me. Like, why can't it work, etc.? And I think it makes sense to feel like that in the moment because you just are feeling everything at that time. And obviously, 
all you have to really look at as a reference is what's happening, like the text, the messages, whatever. But I think once you're outside of that bubble and you can like finally reflect on your relationship as a whole or situation as a whole, things become so much clearer. And I think that's, for me, was a moment of such clarity, a moment of such peace, because I'm like looking back, I'm so happy that I'm out of it now. Like I couldn't get over him for literally years. And I kept going back to such an unhealthy and painful situation because in my heart, I was like, I have to make it work. My parents are divorced, like I want, this love to work out. I want my big first love, my grandiose, like I'm gonna marry my college sweetheart, whatever. But I think finally being in a place where I can look back at my relationship as a whole without any emotion, I can see that like nothing better could have happened than me leaving that situation, you know? And like, as much as it hurts, as much as it sucks being alone, I would I would rather be here than I be back in that situation again. So I think that having that kind of hindsight made things so much clearer for me and just gave me a level of peace that like I, unmatchable I love debunking those cringy sayings because a lot of them are very popular for a reason you're so right one thing that I think I was really mature about in my breakup was that even though I was in the relationship and even though I was feeling very emotional one thing that I kept trying to relay to my ex-partner was that when we get out of this and when we have some space you're gonna see that I'm right because we broke up yes for a lot of personal emotional reasons but a lot of it was just a I mean we were doing long distance and He hated New York City specifically, didn't like going out. He was a very, very, very big introvert. I mean, which is great. And those are all great qualities to have. It's just we weren't compatible in the way that he went about those qualities, if that makes sense. So while I would be willing to date somebody with those qualities, and I did for two years, it didn't work out the way that I expected because that's why we broke up. So what I kept trying to tell him during that very difficult conversation and during that very difficult few weeks was that, hindsight is 2020 we're gonna get some space and you're gonna see that I'm right you deserve a girl who is going to match if not be more accepting of these characteristics and I fully believe that and I still believe that to this day and I getting some space from it myself I just realized how right I was and going back to our queen girl Miss Lori Harvey um she had this like interview where she was like what's the best piece of advice you got from your dad in terms of relationships and she was like remember that you are the prize and as cheesy as that sounds and like i'm sure every mother probably tells their daughter that it takes so much work to internalize that i think once you understand that your value is innate like no matter who you date no matter what they do to you no matter how they treat you that does not attract from your value i think once you understand um your value what you deserve from a partner from friendships like whatever it is you can really see that some situations just do not serve you they dim your light they make you feel like crap about yourself they detract from your value or they they're aiming to i think once you understand that that's what matters most it's so easy to leave those relationships and not feel necessarily a sense of like loss because you know that no matter what you're gaining peace you're gaining introspection etc a lot of relationships too are really messed up and very bad things happen that leads to a separation but in also a lot of cases which can make getting over that person going back to the question so much harder is that if it's a docile breakup if nothing really bad happened and it was just kind of a mutual understanding uh, that's really hard to get over too and for that I would say not only recognizing that you're the prize but that the other person is just not for you you know like they are going to be happier with somebody else and just caring about them in that way takes a lot of maturity and also a lot of 
getting over that person. So just think about the clarity and the happiness that you're going to have and the anger that you're holding in your heart that will finally dissipate when you get to that frame of mind. It is so peaceful, I promise. Kapoor. So I think um, in conclusion. Ooh, I knew you'd hit it with a conclusion in paragraph. In summa. I think, one, remember your value. Two, remember that time heals all wounds. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We're just throwing out all the little catchphrases here. Um, Self-reflection is key. But I think also just realizing that, like, every single love, every relationship's not meant to be the one. You know, sometimes there's meant to teach you lessons. And I think realizing that lesson and learning from it and working on yourself is all that you can really do in those kind of situations. As long as you remember that, it makes things so much easier, I promise. And just know that one day you will wake up and you're just one day closer to having that peace and being over that person. Yeah. Now that we spent 30 minutes on a single question, <laughs> let us move on. Um... Question number two. I feel like I'm losing my mind with trying to balance work and school. Advice. Girl, you are preaching to I'm going to let Cindy take it away with this one. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm not in school anymore. Like I said earlier, I'm currently in law school and I have two jobs and I'm applying to summer jobs. So um, this is the most stressful time of my life. Um, I have a problem with balancing things too. Like I was saying earlier, I wake up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym and then go to class at eight, and then I have class until 8.30 p.m. on most days. It's five days, um, it's five o'clock at some days. Then I study all night until like 2 a.m. and then I go to sleep and get three hours of sleep. So it's very hard to find balance, but I think that what's helped me at least over the past six months I've been in school mm-hmm. is one, prioritizing um, like time to be alone. I love being alone. Like I am an extrovert in some situations, but I do not value anything on this earth more than my alone time. Sydney loves her alone time. I call it dark room time. I close my door to the lights off. I just sit there with myself. And but you should see her time. when she exits the alone time. She's so much peppier and so much more energetic. You can tell she just really needed it. It's like a self-recharge. Just like be in a quiet space by myself and just recharge. Because like all I'm doing all day is answering questions and reading and talking and socializing. Like I just want to be alone so badly. So I think taking time to just spend time with myself, one... That could mean going on a walk. That could mean going to the store by myself. That could mean staying in my room. But just taking time to, like, recharge by myself. Um, I think, too, prioritizing social time, like, with my friends and going out. Just kind of keep a balance of work and play because too much work makes for a sad girl. And sad girls are not fun. Um, <laughs> Was that a sad girl with a O? Yeah, yeah. Sad girl. Yeah. So I thought I, think, I needed to clarify that. <laughs> yes. <thank laughs> I wasn't you. sure. Um, taking time to spend, uh, just have fun with other people and like be social and, you know, have that work play balance. But I think also it's just okay to say no. Like there are so many times where like people will ask me to hang out or like friends that I make sure I really want to see and I keep making effort to see, but like it's just not working out. Just to not feel guilty saying no because I'm going to prioritize getting sleep and having time to recharge and just resting over going out. And, Honestly, most people probably feel guilty about that. I really don't. So that might be wrong with me. Not really sure. But I do not feel guilty about saying no. You shouldn't. Um, and I think learning that and doing that is... It brings a level of peace and quiet and serenity that I didn't know that I needed. But now that I have it, I can't live without it. So just know the power of no is a beautiful thing. So is the power of yes. Like Make sure you spend time with other people. Make sure you have time to relax, to play, and just take your mind off of school and work. Say yes to the right things. Like Choose your time wisely. Say and yes also, this is what we talked about last episode. This is all we talked about last episode. If they're real, they'll understand. Mm-hmm. And that's like... I thought we spent three minutes on that one. 30 minutes on the yeah, last question. Four, yeah, four minutes. Okay, next question. <laughs> Um, I like this boy, but I don't know how to tell him. Ooh, you talking to the wrong person because I'm bold. I just tell them. Yeah. You really are barking up the wrong tree because when I was single, 
I was known to like go up to guys and just start it's like what are you drinking where's the bathroom oh you look cute do you want to go on a date sometime like very what's your number I was very 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 like cue that scene from uh how to lose a guy in 10 days where Andy Anderson and the other one Matthew McConaughey met in a bar and they were talking cue that scene because that is Cindy and I see I've seen it firsthand it takes me so long to like people just because like what's the point um (laughs) so when I do like I probably liked like genuinely liked maybe five people in my life Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's depressing but um (laughs) like I have crushes but like I mean like actually like someone Mm -hmm. and like if I've gotten to that point with you you probably a already know because I'm not subtle um, I probably have kissed you <laughs> or two in my mind it's worth it to tell that person because if I have this much investment in feelings what's worse I can say is no and yeah that might suck it does suck and it's really sad and actually very depressing however I rather know than to continue to waste my time on someone who doesn't see my own value and that I'm cute so I'm going to redirect that energy towards myself and then towards someone else that does recognize that value. <laughs> Great way of explaining that. It was a little like a uh, family tree there. My thought process. Girl, what? They were like, well, you were like, uh, da, 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 da. it was just perfect little. Just your family tree looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Probably when I was in kindergarten. Yeah, I was like, huh. <laughs> um, my thought process is just life is too short. When I used to approach guys in bars not nightclubs because you will never find your soulmate in a nightclub in my opinion in bars specifically or in restaurants because I've done it in restaurants too but like in a classy way I'm not a whore (laughs) 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 Well, when I used to do it I just thought like why not I'm probably never gonna see this guy again New York is so big but also so small but mostly big so it doesn't even matter and most of the time I like it, it it ended up going somewhere do you know what I mean and with my exes I've always made the first move, so I will never regret doing it. With my boyfriend, like, I was the first one to text him, and then we ended up going on. Like, it was this whole thing. So that is that. That is just my two cents on that. Remember, you're the prize, and you're cute. And if they can recognize that, they're not the one for you. Exactly. And I've always been – Cindy used to get so mad at me for this. I always used to try to, like, wing woman her and go up to dudes at bars and try to be like, that's my friend over there. And then they'd go up, and most of the time they were creeps, but I thought they were cute. No. It was like this one time. Cindy and I were in Fidei, which is not important, and we were at a bar. And I saw this guy and was like, hey, that's my friend over there. And he went up, and he just ended up being the creepiest guy, like, chasing us out of the bar. So not doing that again actually 100 years old and he was probably the only person in the bar above the age of 30 so great that he chose me um and he was like do you swirl I said excuse me I was like swirl like as in a verb I was like am I an ice cream cone um I mean very uncomfortable anyway um wait what was the question oh she liked a boy she just has trouble making the first move I think um 10 seconds of boldness could have like a lifetime of reward is what I say do you and the sayings today. I know. What I think I made this? that one up, though. I don't think I did, actually. But, yeah, <laughs> just be bold. I really feel like life is so short, and, like, most things don't even matter. So I just be telling people what I feel. And a lot of times it doesn't blow up in my face. But it doesn't matter because, yeah, I'll be sad for three days, but then realize I am the prize, and I'm cute, and someone's going to love me. And it's not this person, <laughs> which is kind of sad. But I will find someone, so whatever. It's their judgment. You know, it's their bad judgment that you have to focus on because – they have bad judgment. I mean, if I – like, this is so narcissistic of me, but if Narcissi- I – Narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me ugly laugh. Um, if I go up to a bar to a guy who's super cute and I'm super cute and they are not into it, I'm like, 
you're just blind or like that's just bad judgment on your end or you're gay or you're dating someone and like that's my life story <laughs> like and even if it is something about me why would I choose to think that like I'm never gonna know so why would I purposefully choose to think it was something about me like I'll even give a sad story it's actually not even that sad at all I've liked someone for a very long time that's actually not that true it's been like five months oh that is kind of long <laughs> sorry saying that out loud is kind of embarrassing um I, I like them pretty a lot and I did tell them and I was gonna be bold and I was like it's gonna work out and they don't like me back and you know what I will admit I've been very sad this week because of it however I let myself wallow I let myself be sad then I woke up on today's Thursday Thursday <laughs> and I was like stop making me ugly and laugh I was like you know what honestly who cares I'll be fine and now I'm good so yeah What's Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. It's really their loss because you know what? Think about it like this. Think about it like this. If you tell someone that you like them and they say no, they're losing out on a great person, a loving person, a caring person. They're missing out on the prize. What are you missing out on? A man who doesn't want you? Nothing. Keep it moving, girl. Oh, it can never be me. If I was a guy, I keep telling myself this. If I was a guy, I would just be all over me. And that's very No, I would love No, if I was a guy, I would literally love me in my little big forehead. <laughs> Actually, true. would I like me? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I would I would have better standards. Oh my god. No, I would like me. Sydney, you are the standard. Thank you. You're sure. welcome. And I'd like to think I'm the standard too. I mean, I think about it, think about it. Like just really divulge. You're funny. You're smart. 
you're cute. You're schmexy. You're, as one girl told me who I don't like anymore, but it's funny, Gorgina. You have mad makeup skills. You have a great fashion sense. You are intelligent. You are... Did I say cute already? Yeah, I think I did. Um, you have hobbies and personality. Period. <laughs> and you like to do stuff. And I don't know you personally, dear woman who wrote this message, but you're we, we would like you if we were married. Yeah, we would. <laughs> she doesn't have profile pictures, so I don't really know, but yeah, I'm yeah. sure we would. Here, I'm going to do right. Hey. Okay. That's <laughs> not, we have like two brains on this All right. Next question. Okay, I'm also so sorry if none of that was helpful. That's just... <laughs> what we're thinking we're getting right a little now. bit delirious right now <laughs> all right <No>. anyway <laughs> um what do you do when you're not attracted to your partner physically anymore love y'all <laughs> sorry it's the love y'all for me she said it so casually um okay no i will say i will say i have been in a situation before um where sometimes in a previous relationship i would look at the guy and i would kind of question mark i'm like <laughs> Sorry, if y'all knew our old types, oh if y'all knew our old types, yeah, Ew. there was definitely moments there, um, in a few situations actually, where I did really take the blinders off and look at this person and say, <laughs> "Was I okay?" But I do do need to realize that beauty is not skin deep. Beauty goes beyond the skin. They flew with that. I'm yeah. just remembering the reason I was um, laughing so hard I almost threw up is because I thought of I just thought back at this moment where I was Sydney and I were just um, I don't even know what we were doing. I think we were in your room gossiping or something, and I just kind of looked at the wall, looked at Sydney, and went, "I'm dating Mr. Bean." <laughs> okay. All seriousness. Um, I do think that it's important that like things we don't really talk about that often in society as a whole is that there are lulls in relationships a lot of times. Like, sometimes we aren't as attracted to the person or sometimes we're not there um, emotionally as we need, et cetera. I think there are a lot of ebbs and flows in relationships. And I think, obviously, physical attraction is important in a relationship. I know for me and more of my, like, questionable choices, like, I've liked their personality more than their looks. And I feel like you have a little too much confidence with that Mm because no way that you should be with me. But I do think that, like, what kept me attracted to these people or this person was understanding that like um physical attraction obviously does something for you but i think that in the grand scheme of things i rather have a person i connect with emotionally who i vibe with personality wise and that physical attraction will come and go obviously your looks change your face could be disfigured by tomorrow that's very dark sorry (laughs) but at the end of the day it's that soul connection it's that emotional connection it's that support that means more to me than the physical person i think also just letting yourself fall in love with that person again physically or that's putting priority on physical things or priority on whatever would help you see that person again in that same light that made you attracted to them in the first place or just realizing it's something deeper than that like maybe i'm not physically attracted to them anymore because the way they treat me like i don't have that um kind of hazy view of who they are anymore so i think just kind of figure out what priorities are to you and can you sustain a relationship if you're not physically attracted to them anymore in the long term you know or is it more of a temporary that issue? i think sums it up very perfectly i once had a man tell me that sex and physical attraction was one third of a relationship and the other parts were personality slash having fun together and three emotional bonding i disagree with that i think that 
there could be levels, <clears throat> but I don't think physical attraction should ever be on the same level as what you experience emotionally with someone. I think that emotionally should always come first. Personality should be tied with that, in my opinion. At least just that's me, because a lot of people I know choose to reorganize those two. Like, whether you can have fun with someone, <clears throat> whether you can have fun with someone might mean more to you than their intelligence or the other way around, uh, for example. But I think that physical attraction should always come third if it's very important not to say that because I personally am a very sexual person but I think that the other two just have such more meaning and in the long run I mean you get old things happen and you know it could happen tomorrow Sydney's right and that is morbid but it's so true it's happened to many people and I just think realizing where your priorities lie just can determine whether or not you even want to be in a relationship. And I think that one thing, I thought about this before, and I think it's like kind of a stupid thought, but if you really think about it, it's like slightly less stupid, is that oh. I don't think we were ever meant to see so many people's faces. Like in the medievalness of times, oh. <laughs> they knew us all like six people. It was farm down the road and your brethren and sisterin. Like you did not know Tom, Jim, Bob, Brett, Chad, Brad, Mike. Exactly. <laughs> like, you didn't know. You didn't have, you, like, Tinder. I can go on Tinder right now and see 800 men in 15 minutes, you know? And I think that because of that, we have this weird, innate feeling that, like we have to be the most attractive person. But the problem is, there was always going to be someone more attractive than you or more attractive than them. I know that. And does that scare me? Oh, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Every time I go, wow, I get insecure about it. So I'm like, he could look at her, he could look at her, whatever. I think that's when the connection comes into play because you could be with Brad Pitt, Matthew McConaughey, Jalen Hurts, Chris Evans, (laughs) and they might be the finest man on this earth, but if you don't have that connection, then what is that going to serve you, you know? But I really don't think we're meant to see some people's faces because now everyone wants an Instagram baddie with the BBL and beautiful hair who is, like, perfect and light and little and, like, fluffy and tiny girl energy, or Mm -hmm. maybe you don't want that. But it's, like, um, you're always going to find someone more attractive or better-looking than you and then the other person but that's why it doesn't really matter it's about the emotional connections about the soul connections about your intellect etc and like i've been people who i found attractive and yeah they're always cute but getting to know them on like a personal level on intellectual level seeing our connection maybe 150 million jillion to the nth degree more physically attracted to them because i felt that connection so i feel like it's more than skin deep, so maybe it, there is something deeper going on that may make you feel less attracted to them. I think just think about that and really internalize it, and then make your decision. Celebrities are a perfect reflection of mundane culture in that sense, because Sydney's was saying, you know, every bitch on Instagram has a BBL and, like, has this perfect body type, it, seemingly, and um, is, like, the standard of beauty. But then when you look at them and their relationships, you see mayhem. I mean celebrities do not have perfect relationships and they are the standard of beauty so it's like how far can that really take you and they have insecurities too let's yeah. not us for let 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 us not forget i don't know why i just forgot to speak let us not forget beyonce got cheated on rihanna got cheated on you know like sometimes it is what it is maybe it's just a man's behavior but i don't know how we got on the topic of that but i think i hope that answers your question <laughs> somewhat somehow okay um how to pursue content creation while being nervous what other people think um, this is my perspective on things. Walking down the street, I am perceived by probably 200 people a day. Just, like, going in classrooms. And I don't consciously think, oh, no, like, what are they going to think about me? How does my hair look? Like, I walk out the house looking any which way. Just because that's how it is. That's my priority at the moment. So, I think when I post, I realize that I have no idea who's going to see this, how many people, what they think about me. But none of that's going to change how I value myself, how I think about myself. So... 
I used to be nervous about posting just because I was like embarrassed. Like, what if someone I know sees this and they think it's weird? Like, okay, who cares? Something I enjoy doing. I have fun with it. I like being able to share what I do during my day. And if they don't like it, then you're a hater. And haters don't have Haterade. fun. Haterade. Haterade. Get a glass of that Haterade. <laughs> I would just say, think about the worst thing that can happen. This is what I did. I was like, okay, the worst thing that can happen is I accidentally say something wrong or I do something wrong or people don't like my content or it gets on the wrong side of TikTok, as people say, and it's a scandal. Someone makes a video about my video, blows up, what, 50 million views. I get hashtag canceled and then like, that's it. No, people get, it's a trend. People get over it in like five days. Do you know what I mean? And like a lot of the times they shouldn't because there are very cancelable, cancelable things that people should get canceled for, but In your case, I feel like it's not that deep. So I would say just think about it in terms of like, the worst thing that can happen is people hate you for two seconds and then it's over, it's done, it's a fad. And like, you can just continue on with your life and worst comes to worst, it'll get you more attention. All press is good press in that sense. I would say if that's what you're worried about, kind of take on that mentality. Obviously still be very respectful, still care about what you say and care about the image that you're putting out there online because you are a role model for a lot of people. But at the same time, if content creation is what brings you joy and if that is what you like to do, do it. Another thing that I would say is that TikTok and Instagram, they're very saturated platforms. There are lots of people with over 100K followers, a lot of people with a million followers. There are a lot of like minor celebrities out there. So I would say, think about why you're doing it. Are you doing it for fame? Because if you are, you're never gonna be satisfied, just in my opinion. Um, Or are you doing it because you genuinely love like Cindy said, sharing your day and taking video content and editing. I mean, if you you have to really genuinely like it to be successful um, because success you can only ever find really within yourself. So just make sure that you love it. And if you do, if two of those things don't bother you, I would say the other thing, like how to get started is just start filming and start posting. Don't content strategize for weeks. That's just procrastinating. Just literally start filming. Get your friends to do a cute little trend with you. Some videos don't even take makeup and they take like five seconds to film. No editing requiring required and post it. Like it's very, very simple. It's very, very non-time consuming if you do it the right way. And I mean, think about Alex Earl. Like she just records her life as she's doing it. Like she doesn't go out of her way. She just sits her phone down and does her makeup in front of the camera and boom, it goes viral. And I think while it won't be that easy at first, it may never be that easy. That's why I think you have to genuinely love it. I think that just start getting content out there and it'll be more likely to pick up. And that is my, oh, that's how Sarah sees it. Has no C in her name. (laughs) Neither did Sue. Susie. See, there's no C. Sue Sylvester. No C. Oh, because it's, it's called Sue's Corner. The well, show. this could have been called Sarah's Corner. Never you tried to do make Sarah Corner. I did. <laughs> and dead. it was for like a year. <laughs> People liked it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, the next was advice for how to move on from a toxic relationship. We could kind of talk about that for 30 minutes, <laughs> but I'll just add. Um, I think part of what makes it so hard to get over a toxic toxic situationship or relationship more than a healthy one is because of manipulation aspect of toxicity is that it's kind of becomes addicting. Like this sounds so weird, but I was addicted to the feeling of like constantly being hurt because I was so used to it and it felt normal to me. And that's why I was like, why do I miss this man that treats me so badly and I couldn't explain it? And I think it was becoming like, you get it so addicted to the highs that the lows don't matter. 
And I think trying to break that cycle is what helped me get out of it, realizing that like I do deserve so much better. I deserve, I'd rather be alone in my bed on a Friday night eating Cheetos with chopsticks, like I do, um, and by myself than be with someone who I think loves me, but it's just constant toxic cycle of like just being sad, being hurt, being broken. Some things are not meant to last and it's okay to understand that. But I think once you move on, realize there's so much better for you out there. You're not supposed to constantly be hurt or upset or mistreated by someone. And once you finally understand that, and you're able to realize that you're gonna get so much more joy from being by yourself, so you can find someone that will treat you how you're supposed to be treated, then it gets so much easier to move on. But it takes you breaking that cycle and it's so hard to leave. I know, trust me, I've been there. But once you do, it will make the world of difference in your life. I can't even put that into words. This is just a thought, so this doesn't really answer the question. But I was just thinking that when you are in a one-sided toxic relationship, that's a form of brainwashing. So while you can become addicted to that, because lots of people do in true crime or otherwise. um, What? Don't, I mean, it's true. Like, you learn about cult leaders. It's like, that's obviously a very toxic relationship, and a lot of it is sexual. Oh, I thought you meant it's like falling in love with the true crime show. Oh, no. I was like, girl, damn, you like them shows that much? (laughs) (laughs) Like, true crime, like, whether it's a situation that happens that is kind of true crimey or otherwise so serious or not too serious um it's literally a form of brainwashing you know when you have that much mental manipulation in one place coming from one source that's fucked so we've just decided that the next episode is going to be a part two we love doing advice in publics because Cindy and I think we know everything so it's very very exciting for us (laughs) all right thank you guys so much for listening we hope you have a great day and I hope our answers helped you in some way probably not but if anything I hope it just let you know that we are hearing you we've been there and we've gotten through a lot of it so if this can give you any hope whatsoever we're so happy and we love you as always goodbye i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.